What is up, still studying? Happy Friday, y'all. We made it. We made it. Welcome to the Friday episode here of the study session, episode number 150. Can't believe we are 50 episodes beyond 100. Now we're going to begin making that climb to 200. And what a perfect opportunity to take a moment to express my gratitude to all of you, you beautiful, beautiful studians, to say thank you for reading my work, listening to the study sessions, listening to the Still Study podcast. It truly does mean the world to me, so thank you for that. I would love to connect with you. Please drop me a line via email at thestillstudy at gmail.com and also give me a follow on Twitter at Still Study. Would love to connect with you. Let's make that happen. And remember, every Saturday I do the Steelers Saturday Mailbag where I get your questions, comments, feedback on the show. So if you get your stuff in, we can get it on live. Let's make it happen. And then also just a reminder in case you're not aware, I do a weekly podcast with Jim Wexel of the Steel City Insider. That podcast is called the Steel City Insider Podcast. We typically record every Tuesday around 5 a.m. Yes, that means an early wake up of 4 a.m. And we post between 6 and 6.15. You want to check that out because Jim is super insightful, a wealth of Steelers knowledge, and has a great perspective on the team. So you can check that out. That is linked in the show notes. But what do we got going on for today? Well... Being that it's Friday, it's appropriate to get into the prediction for this Sunday's contest against the Detroit Lions at 1 p.m. to let you know who will win this contest. It's important to note, and it's a little concerning, that Najee Harris has a foot injury. That showed up on Thursday's practice report. That's a little concerning. Without Najee, this team is in trouble, and I don't care that they're playing the Lions. They've got to have him out there. So hopefully that doesn't turn into something that keeps him out of the game or that limits his effectiveness. And Kendrick Green showed up on the injury report as well. Both of those players will be needed on Sunday. But Detroit, they're 0-8, and you look at that record and you automatically think, ah, This is a laugher. No problem here. Let me remind you how close all of these victories for the Steelers have been. They've been by the slimmest of margins. And you can't expect anything different this weekend. Sure, you can expect that. But the way this team has played, they really haven't found their stride offensively yet. And defensively, they haven't found a way to sustain dominance from the first quarter all the way through the end of the game. And until they could do that, they're going to be in close contests regardless of who they're playing. And despite the lines being 0-8, it's still going to be a difficult contest. Now, keep in mind, they only lost to Baltimore 19-17. 
And that was on the record-long field goal by Justin Tucker, 66 yards. Time ran out. We all know that whole debacle. And they played the Rams tough, too. They lost 28-19, to but that game was pretty close. So don't have any illusions that the Steelers are just going to roll into Heinz Field on Sunday and smoke the Lions. It's not going to happen. In terms of rankings for the Lions, they're pretty comparable statistically to the Steelers. Offensively, they're 26th in total yards at 321 per game. And just to give you a comparison, the Steelers are 25th. Their passing game ranks 21st in the NFL, 228 passing yards per game. The Steelers are 17th. Their rushing attack, they're 26th in the NFL, 93.1 yards per game. That's better than the Steelers. They rank 28th. So you could see there's not a lot happening there offensively, but neither is there for the Steelers yet. Sure, they've had some bright spots in recent weeks with Najee's play and Pat Freyermuth. But statistically, they're no better than the Lions. On the defensive side of the football, again, pretty, well, not as much of a comparison here. Overall yardage, Detroit ranks 25th, allowing 378.9 yards per game. The Steelers rank 14th, just to give you some comparison there. In terms of passing defense, here's where the Steelers and Lions are similar. The Lions rank 14th in pass defense, allowing 244.4 yards. The Steelers rank 15th, so very evenly matched in that category. And then their rushing defense. Here's where potentially the Steelers can exploit the Lions. The Lions rank 29th against the run, allowing 134.5 yards rushing per game. So if the Steelers are going to attack the Lions, that's where they can have success. But you know that they're going to come out and stack the box against the Steelers and put the game on Big Ben to win. And potentially he may have to do that, especially if Harris is hurt and his effectiveness is limited. And imagine if he's out and it's the Benny Snell and Kalen Balaj show. Oh, It'll be a repeat of 2020 in terms of a horrendous rushing attack. So Najee, got to get healthy, dude. Statistically, the leaders for the Lions this season, Goff, Jared Goff, their quarterback has passed for 1,995 yards. He's averaging 6.5 yards passing per attempt with a touchdown-interception ratio of eight TDs to six INTs. So not a lot of great work yet from Goff. If you'll remember, he was traded this offseason from the Rams. The Rams brought in Matt Stafford. And Goff has also been sacked 22 times, so there will be some opportunities for the Steelers' pass rush to get home and force Jared Goff into some bad decisions. Jamal Williams is their featured runner. He is hurt right now. Not sure if he's going to play on Sunday or how effective he will be. He's out of BYU, 71 carries, 312 yards, 4.4 yards per carry, two touchdowns. But then they also have this DeAndre Swift guy who is kind of like an Alvin Kamara type. He's got 90 carries, 289 yards, 
three touchdowns, not a, a amazing yards per carry, 3.2, but he also brings you the element of catching passes out of the backfield, 47 receptions, 415 yards, two touchdowns, 8.8 yards per carry, a long of 63. So the Steelers are going to have to be prepared for the running game. Again, it's not a great running game, but they have to be prepared for this guy who's a versatile threat. He's got utility. He's not just a runner. He's going to catch passes out of the backfield, and they've got to be prepared for that on defense. So it'll be interesting to see how they D him up. They also have TJ Hawkinson at tight end, 48 catches, 448 yards, two touchdowns. Defensively, not a lot to write home about. Charles Harris leads their team with four sacks. And in terms of interceptions, Amani Oryoroye, I'm probably butchering that last name, came out of Penn State a few years ago. He's got three interceptions. It's a heck of a lot better than what we're seeing from that Steelers defense. But anyway, that just frames this team statistically for you. Not a lot happening there on offense. A decent passing defense. This team has been in some games. They've played Baltimore tough. Really, they should have beat Baltimore. The dangerous thing about a team without a win is that streak has got to end at some point. It's very difficult for a team to go winless. And when you're playing a team like this, what have they got to lose? They're not making the postseason. The answer is they have absolutely nothing to lose. So they're going to throw the kitchen sink at the Steelers. And the Steelers have to be ready. The Lions would want nothing more than to come into Pittsburgh and beat a Steelers team that has won four in a row. So we can't get overconfident about this game. Ben Roethlisberger pointed that out in his press conference on Wednesday. I think he made the comment of, we're not exactly the best team in the NFL right now. So he understands the gravity of the situation, the importance of staying grounded and staying humble and realizing that there's still a lot of work for this team to do. And I'll bring it back to the Najee Harris injury. If Najee can't go, this team really is going to be limited in terms of what it can do in the running game. And if he can go, but he's not fully healthy, you have to wonder how that impacts the the running game. But this is how I see this contest playing out. If Harris is ready to go, and I think he will be, he's a gamer, he's tough, he's going to push through injury, he's going to play through it. They're going to be able to capitalize on this weak rush defense that's allowing 134 yards per game. I think that that has become the focal point of this offense is just driving the ball down the opponent's throat. And that's what they're going to try to do in this contest. And then they're just going to pepper in passing plays where appropriate. Look for Pat Freyermuth to get involved. But this is not going to be a game, and it shouldn't be. And if it is, then, you know, things have not gone well. But it shouldn't be a game where Ben is throwing 30, 40 times in this contest. 
Ben's got to be Ben 2.0, play within the system, prioritize the run. And really, the formula they've been following during their win streak. Run the ball, run the ball, perimeter runs. Get your tight end involved, get Deontay involved. And that's it. Play conservative style of offense. Get the lead and run the ball. Defensively, now, you would think that the Steelers' defense should be able to dominate what is an average offense. Again, 26th in yards overall for offense, 21st in the passing game, 26th in the rushing game. You think they would be able to do that, but the defense has to show they can sustain an effort for four quarters, and they haven't done that. Whether that's because of fatigue, whether that's because the Steelers have sold out to shut down a certain element of an offense, I don't know, but I still don't see that changing right away. And I foresee this being another close game, another one of those games that's going to come down to the fourth quarter that shouldn't come down to the fourth quarter. It's just going to. That's the brand of football that these Steelers play. Again, and I've said it countless times, it's ugly, gritty, nasty football. And for as many times that you've listened to the study session and listened to the previews and the predictions, this is going to sound verbatim like what I've said before, but it's going to come down to Chris Boswell again. And it's going to be another three-point game. I see the Steelers jumping out to another early lead. Might be like 14-3. Something along those lines. But it'll come down to a field goal at the end of the game. I'm going to say the Steelers squeak this one out. 27-24. Another three-point game. Chris Boswell drills the winner home and I'm going to go out on a limb here and I think I've already done this one time I'm going to say this is the game where Devin Bush makes a big play and finally looks like he has recovered from that injury he looks healthy he looks explosive out there on the field so I'm going to put my faith in Devin Bush to have a big game this weekend I hope I'm completely wrong I hope it's not close I hope they go in there and blow out the Lions. That would be nice for a change. But we'll find out soon enough. So there you go. 27-24 Pittsburgh beats Detroit, moves to 6-3 and and gets ready for the difficult part of their schedule. The Los Angeles Chargers the following week, Sunday night. Let's get this W. And studying, 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 studying. That is the end. That is it. That is the conclusion of episode number 150. We're starting to work towards 200. Thank you so much for being a supporter of The Still Study. My appreciation and gratitude to you. Would love to connect with you. Please drop me a line via email at thestillstudy at gmail.com and also give me a follow on Twitter at Still Study. Would love to connect with you. Get your question, comment, feedback on the show. And remember, on this beautiful Friday, you beautiful, beautiful studies, life is beautiful in the black and gold. Have a great Friday, ladies and gentlemen.